0: welcome back everyone it's ak it's dubs and we're the odd guys we're back for the divisional round of the playoffs we got off to a hot
1: start on wildcard weekend and we're looking forward to this week's matchups
0: all right so without further ado let's dive right in Alright, so a great start to the playoffs, 10-2 overall, 5-1 straight up, 5-1 against the spread. Really a profitable weekend, huh, AK? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Alright. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, let's do a quick recap of the games. Let's start with the Colts and the Bills. First game of playoffs this year, Bills winning 27 24 we had them straight up but we had the Colts covering that six six and a half seven whatever you got it at yeah you wanna <laughs> you want to kind of talk about your Colts here?
1: yeah I want to talk yeah 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 I want to talk about my Colts. <laughs> um I mean obviously this is you know tough Colts exiting in the first round of the playoffs is not always
0: easy to see your team lose like that I mean uh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about bro but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep, going, keep going keep going keep going
1: the Russian game was there Taylor had a pretty good game Nahim Hines, Hines had a had a few big runs 10 plus yard runs um, for the most part that kept a lot of drives going if it weren't for him we would have had a lot more three and outs but you know Philip Rivers 27 for 46 not great At 309 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, which was impressive. That was the type of performance that he needed in order to win. Rushing was as perfect as last week, but passing was a lot better this week. Defensively, you know, they weren't able to force any turnovers. They got to Josh Allen twice, but that that came late in the game. They weren't able to kind of disrupt their offense early on. They had six QB hits total, two sacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I actually think the Colts, well, I actually think the Colts played this game pretty well and I, I thought they had a chance to win I mean I don't know what your take is take is on it but what do you think about some of the coaching decisions you know you guys had a yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was in the first quarter you guys had like a third and goal at like literally like the half yard line, and then what? You throw a outside toss to Jonathan Taylor for a three yard loss. Now you're going for it on fourth and four. I mean, I understand, you know, the Bills. You want to score touchdowns, but I don't know if you you kick the field goal there, or I mean, you messed up first with the third and goal with a with a toss to the outside. I think you just run that in up the middle, right? Yeah.
1: So multiple angles. From this, uh, this play, uh, this play call. It came in the late in the second quarter, right before the half, right in the two minute warning. Okay, so last week I said they had to play perfect and that's asking a lot. The other thing that they could do, which Reich obviously saw, was that they need to take risk. And I think we saw that a lot throughout all six games, teams taking risks and, you know, this is playoff football it's a lot different than regular season you know hindsight yeah you you take away the three points and it's a tie ball game but you know that's hindsight bias I back okay I back Reich with going for it on fourth down like you said I, I don't agree with the the outside toss on the third and one, third and half, especially with our line. Literally just follow Quentin Nelson, get behind Quentin Nelson and just pound it in. That was tough, you know, minus three yards. And now you're faced with uh fourth and goal on the four yard line. You force Rivers to, you know, throw instead of having another try at running. It, it's tough going that drive, scoreless. And then the following drive, the Bills take it, what, 96 yards, score a touchdown in a minute and a half, which is something that they can't allow, especially this defense.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's two minutes of game time. That that was, I mean, that was probably the deciding factor in in this game, right?
1: I mean, that and and Blankenship, missing that 33-yarder, which should have been a chip shot for him. He's had an awesome season as a rookie, and for him to miss that, it was tough. I don't know if it was playoff jitters, him being a rookie his first time, you know, in this kind of scenario where the nerves just got the better of him. That That's another three points that was taken away. Those two drives, the missed field goal by Blankenship and the fourth and goal stop by the Bills kind of decided the game. Even after, you know, all of that, they they didn't give up. They played on, they played strong and kept their heads and attempted a comeback, and they did, scoring 14 in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the Bills for a little bit, though. Like, everyone is saying Bills are the team to, team to watch in the playoffs. They're the, uh, you know, they're the dark horse that can take down the Chiefs, get to the Super Bowl take down the packers, you know, that that's that's the storyline. But to me, I mean, Bills, I mean, they played a good game, but they didn't really impress me. Not really much of a run game going. I mean, Josh Allen's going to ball out, 26 for 35 with three 300 over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and of course Diggs going over 100 yards. That that's expected, but not nothing really, nothing really flashy from them. Not not the Super, super explosive offense everyone's talking about. And, you know, the super explosive offense they've had in past couple of weeks.
1: I think for this, and I swear I'm not biased, I think it's just a solid Colts defense. Josh Allen threw for 324, but as you said, it didn't really jump out. Kind of just accumulated throughout the game. Their front seven was solid on the run defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if the, if the Bills hope to beat the Ravens next week, I actually think they're going to have to play a perfect game against the Ravens. Which, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later.
1: Yeah, and the last thing I wanted to talk about with this game was the last drive by the Colts. Things got really messy. Pascal caught a pass. Tried to get up, got popped out. Was rolled down. They reviewed it. The play stood. And after okay, and I'm a Colts fan. After watching that replay, it should have been a fumble. It was very clear that his knee was up by the time that whoever that was. Yeah, I think so got too. Got a hand on him. Yeah, anyway.
0: I think so too. So. They, they got
1: really lucky. Colts got really lucky. They gave them the chances. What was really messy was that one, they got that wrong. The refs ended the play when the Bills took that first timeout to review the play. They called it late, you know, Rivers snapped the ball. He tried to get it, he tried to get it out fast before they could review the play or any timeouts were called. He made the completion. And then they stopped the play and then they reviewed it, all of that. And Bills weren't charged a timeout. And the next timeout or the next play, Phillip Rivers tries to snap the ball, makes the throw, makes a completion. I forget who caught that ball, but he was on the ground, touched out of bounds. And then they called it dead and said that Bills called a timeout. And they did. They, they, called the timeout before the ball was snapped but the refs blew the whistle so late and it kind of just threw everything off which led to you know the four and out and that was that I mean first of all Colts shouldn't have gotten those chances but you know it, it got really messy towards the end of the game
0: yeah you know kind of unfortunate for you as a Colts fan to see a first-round exit. But, hey, at least, you know, you could say that your team made it to the playoffs. You got to watch them in a game. There's a bright future for the Colts next year, I'd like to think.
1: Yeah, they don't really have too many holes. A lot of people say, you know, Rivers, replacing Rivers. And that's fine and all, but that's not really the... We don't need a superstar, you know, quarterback to make this offense work. That's not how Reich runs his offense. So there's not many holes that they really need to... Phil and i think they're third in cap space so i think we'll still be dangerous next year
0: yeah i think so too all right let's go to the next game the Rams and the Seahawks. Yeah, we're right here again. We had the Rams straight up and uh, the Rams covering. Obviously if, you know, they were the dogs. Yeah, I guess Wolford started, but Goff came in later. I know we are kind of iffy about that, but this game was more so about the run game of the Rams and their defense. Maybe some on uh, Seattle's offense, but I mean, I think the Rams defense really showed up here.
1: Yeah, rookie Cam Akers had a big game, you know, 28 carries, 131 yards, touchdown, and 45 through the air. It was good that Cam showed up because with Golf not 100%, they really needed that from their rushing side.
0: Yeah, what do you think about uh, Russell Wilson, you know? I know that we are talking about, I mean, we didn't record this, but we are talking about this early on in the season. You know, Russ for MVP, but last couple weeks... And even this game, I wouldn't say he was bad, but not good.
1: Okay, I, I don't think I don't think Russ was bad. I think Rams defense was just on it. Okay, like, ten QB hits, five sacks. You know, and if you get past the the pressure from the front front line, then you know you have you have players like Jalen Ramsey that is on top of your number one receiver
0: yeah i mean jalen ramsey he he did i say this last week i think he's the best coverage corner in the league right now yeah like he there's some plays that he makes that literally no one else will will make that play in in the whole nfl I, i think there was a play where he was there's one play i mean this doesn't this won't get shown in like highlights and stuff but there was one play where DK just ran a straight nine route, right up the seam, and Ramsey was on him. Russ threw a pretty nice ball, but Jalen Ramsey, just perfect coverage, no passer interference, didn't even touch him, jumps up and deflects the ball with, you know, textbook defense. That's what you, you know, if you're a football coach, you're a DB coach, that, that's a video you show to your, uh, to your players. You know, Jalen Ramsey. I I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a big part of the Rams' success if they want to beat the Packers next week. You know, covering Devontae Adams. Yeah. I,
1: I mean, I'm I'm looking at this now. The first half, the Seahawks had 26 plays. The first four drives were basically three and out. Then they hold them to a field goal and then pick six. And that's kind of start that Rams needed on defense. And that kind of paved the road for them moving on to the second half. And yeah, it was just a very impressive display of a complete defense by the Rams here. Yeah, I I think the Rams will give... I mean, we have the Rams going above Packers next week. So I think the Rams give Rodgers and... Devontae, a tough time down at Green Bay.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, next game Bucks at Washington. We had the Bucks straight up and Washington covering that nine, nine and a half spread. Two wins right there again.
1: Taylor Greenbottle Heineken <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah we talked about that last week huh? i was, did didn't i say hey he he's not that bad right yeah, yeah,
1: yeah
0: practice squad guy right look i i don't know is he a rookie uh i don't know i, I maybe i <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know anything about this kid. He yeah, played, I mean, what, one game
1: in the regular season.
0: I mean, yeah, who knows anything about him. But I mean, he had a... What a game. What a game. I mean, he had a pick, but you know, going out there, putting his body on the line.
1: Yeah. Show everybody that one touchdown run that he ran. It looked to me like Taylor Heineken won. <laughs> Taylor Heineken wanted it the most out of any other quarterback is he the future for Washington? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe it's a fluke. I don't know. But it was a very impressive showing by Taylor Heineke.
0: Yeah. You know, and the end to Washington season, but they have a lot to look forward to next year. I mean, they have, I think, the best D-line, or if, if not the best in the league, and they're all super young. Yeah, they got a lot to look forward to next year, so so going to the other side, talking about the Bucks, I mean Brady in the playoffs look good. I think their offense is finally starting to to click. And when you got that much talent on the offensive side of the ball with Evans, Godwin, A B, Gronk, Scotty Miller. Yes, yeah, Scotty, Scotty Miller, you know, Fournette finally having a good game. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 tough. They're they're a tough team right now. Getting hot at the right time. All right, let's go to Sunday. We'll start with the Ravens and the Titans. So we had the Ravens covering the three or the three and a half, and we had them straight up. And we have them in our future uh, Super Bowl champions this year. They gave me a little of a scare, huh? A.K. in the first quarter, down (laughs) 10-0.
1: Yeah, it was a slow start for them.
0: Yeah, it was a slow start until, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson just kind of showed why he was in the... Or was he the MVP last year? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar yeah. Jackson just just showing why he was the MVP last year. That run that he had, that touchdown that I think it was 48 yards. Yep. Yeah, that, that was probably the most impressive rush this year. And that definitely changed the, changed the tone of the game. Yeah, Baltimore played really well here. Rushing for over 200 yards. Keeping Derrick Henry. I mean held them to 40 yards that's impressive I don't think anyone's done that this year nope. kept them under 50 yeah. yeah yeah and a huge game by a Hollywood Brown 109 yards that that's gonna be really important for the Ravens success I think because everyone opposing defenses are gonna be looking to stop Lamar Jackson and the you know the Lamar Jackson pulling the ball or handing it off and having a threat not just in the middle with Mark Andrews but also on the outside with Brown yeah that's gonna really keep defenses on their toes
1: yeah and I know I've said this earlier in the season talking about Lamar Jackson and why they were in a funk Look, I know he went for over a 1,000 yards rushing. And I talked about how running quarterbacks have a very short lifespan in the NFL. But Lamar is a little different. It's kind of like how Vic... Was back in the day where nobody knew how to really stop it, and you have you have running quarter uh, you have quarterbacks that can run like you know Danny Dimes, you know Russ used to have wheels quarterbacks yeah. like that. But Guys like those, when they're running, you can tell that they're quarterbacks. When Lamar runs, it's as if he's a skilled player.
0: Um, he he actually looks like when he when he made that that um touchdown run, like to me there were flashes of like Tyreek Hill you know yeah, yeah right that's that's insane and he he's your quarterback you know he's touching the ball every play I mean not just not just the Ravens playing really well on offense but them playing really well on defense led them to the win here giving up that early 10 points and then holding Tennessee to a field goal of the, the final three quarters overall good game oh yeah and uh Marcus Peters and the uh Marcus Peters getting that last interception to, to seal oh, it on Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dancing on the logo, dude. I mean, some people might not like that, but come on. After, okay, oh, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: okay. I, I'm okay with with them doing that. You know, that's in the heat of the moment. You know, he at the time it was a potentially game winning interception and you know they wanted to celebrate and all these teams all these defenses when they get a turnover you know they're always doing they're doing that thing now where like they all all 11 run to like the camera or whatever and you know do their little celebration like that that's fine you know it's not like it's it's not like it's juju's you know dancing on the logo type of thing you know
0: Yeah th- this definitely I mean they talked about this wasn't planned and yeah. they they just did it in the heat of the moment I mean the energy, the, uh, you know, sweet, like, sweet revenge for the Titans, you know, uh, stepping on their logo when they can when they played them earlier in the season. That, that's just, that's just sports, you know, and uh, it, it's fun to see that kind of stuff happen, even though some people might like it, might not like it. I, I personally like think that's what kind of makes makes it fun to watch, you know
1: that's that to me is it's not disrespectful. it's it's banter. it's it's like trash talking. and then on the other hand, you know, like
0: yeah, every everyone respects a good trash talker, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. It, it would have been the same as like someone mocking someone, like for their dance moves or what, whatever. I'm not talking about Juju, but I don't think it this was in yeah. any way disrespectful.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not, I, in my eyes, it's not like, yeah, like, like exactly what you said. It's just, you know, banter.
1: The story of this game, it, it's not, you know, Lamar put up 136 rushing yards. That's nothing new. You know, he's done that.
0: The, Story
1: of the game is Henry getting held to 40 yards and how dysfunctional the Titans' offense is when Derrick Henry is not running well. Like you said last week, Henry will get his yards, his rushes. Tannehill will, you know, make the throws he's been making and not make a lot of mistakes. And he didn't. He he, he the had only one he missed, pick.
0: Yeah, the, that but that was, like, literally at the end of the game. Yeah. that And, like, up to that, he played fine um he played fine yeah
1: it's the offense just didn't have a rhythm
0: without derrick henry going
1: now we know that that's where the titans stop
0: yeah so with that uh we'll just <laughs> well, we'll go on to the next game
1: yeah the bears and the saints
0: all <laughs> right we okay. had the saints okay we had the saints straight up and we had the bears covering 10 all right, you ready for me to go off on the Bears, bro? Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> all right, all right. So, let me first off say that I'm grateful that my team, that I got a chance to watch my team in the playoffs, all right? The featured Nickelodeon game, the only game on Nickelodeon this weekend. Um, I didn't watch Nickelodeon broadcast, but I saw, I saw videos and you know hey probably it probably made this game a little more interesting to watch because the bears suck the bears where, where do I even start like okay everyone looks to Mitch Trubisky as the problem on the bears but today he he didn't or not today on Sunday he'd even play that bad it it wasn't it wasn't mitch's fault i mean he had one touchdown no interceptions one sack i mean he should have had two two touchdowns there was a per that that trick play that they had on i don't know what it It was was probably like what what the first quarter down down seven beautiful beautifully thrown pass just right in your head how do you i don't understand okay so I was watching the game with some friends, and I don't. I I always go off on receivers dropping balls like that. Like, dude, I know people that in high school that played, like, played on our high school team. That ten out of ten times they make that catch. Like, and what are they doing now? They, didn't, they they didn't play. They didn't go on to play college football. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars to, like, literally. Your job is to run run the route, and if. The ball comes to you, you. You get two hands on it. It literally hit him in the hands, in the on the chest, and he dropped it. It's, it, it's so frustrating that the best play the Chicago Bears had in this game, they they fucked it up. Like I, I, I don't know what this. Like
1: it wasn't a hard catch either. It, one, he was open. Two, it wasn't like it was really over the shoulder where he was looking up. He was kind of turned to to the ball and it just came like perfectly right to his chest
0: yeah i mean they they should just cut who is it javon wims they should just cut him cut him tomorrow just just cut him from the team he he, he got in that fight got got yeah, ejected probably- <laughs> like what they, they showed the fight like what what cu- couple or last time they played the saints dude cut cut him from the team already dude like he he's literally hurting our team every other I, I would put money on this every other receiver on the bears even their tight ends would catch that ball all even their even their running backs would have caught that ball like i i just don't understand how how you drop that ball and then that just, from there it, that just messed everything up that that was their one bright spot aside from you know that that I mean, Jimmy Graham at the at the end of the game had a, had a, a pretty. Catch. That was a beautiful catch, but yeah. you know the game was pretty much over by then. Yeah. But everything happening, everything after that play, just like killed everything. I mean, the Bears played good defense, held the Saints to twenty-one points. The Bears offense just puts the puts their defense in such a bad spot, like they have to go out every what minute and a half because they just three and out and I mean by the end of the game they're all tired I mean that's where Alvin Kamara got most of his yards like he was on I think his over under was like 74 yards on the game he was under that the whole the whole time up until like halfway through the fourth quarter I I don't know like the the Bears can be so good I I think it's also coaching. Like you have Allen Robinson. Like why don't you draw a play up for him? Couple plays. None of this freaking. They're literally their favorite play to do is this dumb bootleg. They they just do a bootleg and you have someone running a flat like a two yard flat and they just throw it to the guy in the flat. He gets tackled two yards. It's like. The, 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 what are you gonna, you're gonna do that every single first and second down, like, dude. That doesn't get you anything. I don't, I, 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 don't understand the play calling. You, you, you give David. I mean, David Montgomery didn't have a great game. Twelve carries, thirty-one yards. That's fine. But what fourth and fourth and fourth and one on like you know your own whatever yard line. You yeah, feed the ball to Ryan Nall. I don't have him I don't understand like the how, how ah, it was so Just it was just really frustrating watching this game as a bears fan um you know what are you gonna do I mean everyone's saying too, defensively they jumped off sides a lot like I was calling like hey don't jump off sides here they're obviously trying to draw you off sides and then they jump off sides that's fine I mean they're the, the defense Is tired because their offense can't stay on the field for that long. The mental's not there. I mean, I don't, I don't even know where 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 the Bears go from here. I mean, I hope they they say they're keeping Matt Nagy, but I I think he needs to go. Like personally, I I I believe in Mitch Trubisky. Like to me, he is a quarterback. He's kind of well. He'll make his mistakes, but he's a quarterback that can that. He he's not a backup quarterback in the NFL. He's probably a bottom tier starting quarterback, like bottom fifteen on on the list. But he's not a backup. And I mean, Matt Nagy needs to. You know, why why, why don't you like why don't you try something deep? Uh, once in a while, you know, like you have good receivers, like uh, Allen Robinson, seven targets for six receptions, fifty five yards. You had Anthony Miller. Uh, who's also a deep threat, who makes nice, who, who has really good hands. At, well, before he gets ejected, because, you know, that I mean, that was pretty dumb. But, I mean, he makes <laughs> nice he makes nice catches, uh, and he, he's fast, is a deep threat, uh, I don't know. Got two really good tight ends, Cole Komet coming up, you got Jimmy Graham, <sighs> I don't know. To me, this was a winnable game, it was a winnable game. Okay. Um, if circumstances were different it, it's not I don't know you want to talk about the Saints I'm done I'm done, I'm, I'm done on the Bears you can talk about things
1: <laughs> okay last week you said it Mitch had to add a good game he he had a good game uh, it was a little unfortunate that Anthony Miller was ejected Um, so that's one weapon down and for David Montgomery to go off and we knew that it was going to be a hard task especially with Saints front 7. They did a really good job of bottling him up as well, holding him to 31 yards. So that kind of took away from Chicago's success. But I mean, yeah, Drew Brees, like we said, he's over the hill. Bears gave them a hard time. Despite winning by 12, they had a hard time against the Bears. I don't know. I I, I think you covered most of it
0: talking about the Bears. Uh yeah, I mean I hope I did. I mean I hope I you know no actually I got one more thing. I got one more thing about Cordero Patterson. Corderillo Patterson is a good he's a he's a good player. But I don't I don't understand like when they line him up in the backfield, one hundred percent of the time, I, I may be wrong in this, don't stat check me. Don't fact check me though. But one hundred percent of the time if he lines up in the backfield, he's getting the ball. And like obviously the defense knows that. So it's like, dude you you literally telling the defense what you're doing and it's like ugh, we, we got to change the play calls i got to change the coaches just get rid of everyone keep keep the good players draft better i don't know but yeah okay sorry enough with the bears talk about the saints i think i don't okay i know we've been talking about how good the saints defense is but i think that they could have a hard time with the bucks with that many weapons on the Bucks offense. And Tom Brady, he's gonna be, you know, he's, he's played this defense twice during the year already. You know, he's not gonna make those silly mistakes. He lost to him twice. You, you already know Tom Brady's gonna come out hot. Has Brady ever lost to a team three times in one season? I don't, I don't, I don't really know, but I'd put money on it that he probably hasn't before. So uh, we'll talk about it later. But I think it's gonna be a tough road for the Saints.
1: Yeah. Okay, moving on to the last game of the Wild Card
0: Weekend. All right, yeah. last game.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't know where to begin with this game. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, first off, let's start with the Steelers because we've been saying this. We've been saying this. We've been pounding it. We were never high on the Steelers. They were a fraud. They were the worst 11 and 0 team in the history of the NFL. And yeah, they 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 couldn't beat the Browns, who literally did not have a head coach. What 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 was their? It was their special teams coach that was calling the plays, right?
1: Alex Van Pelt.
0: Alex Van Pelt.
1: No, he's the offensive coordinator.
0: Oh, okay. Well. All right, well, the Browns still didn't have a have a head coach. Okay. Had a bunch of missing players. And the Steelers, they were bad. They were bad. Yeah, they were bad. I mean, starting the game <laughs> with a literally the first play of the game. Defensive touchdown for Cleveland. Next drive, Big Ben throws a pretty bad interception. And then Cleveland goes down and scores up 14-0. And then another interception. And then another <laughs> touchdown. From there, twenty-eight zero. Three interceptions in the first quarter. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. First half at least for, for Big Ben. What do you what do you think about Big Ben? I mean, he's over the hump, obviously, but He's
1: I mean he's been over the hump.
0: Yeah, he, he's been over the hump. But yeah, the Browns going forty-eight points. Oh well, first off, we'll say we have the Steelers straight up. That didn't happen. That was our first, our first loss, money line loss of the weekend, first and only. But we did have the Browns covering the six and a half, so we'll take that win. Cleveland scoring forty eight, and it's not, it's not even like the focal point of their offense is their rushing game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's not like they had huge games, pretty below average, I'd say, games. I will say though, ba- Baker, okay, I know we've been ripping Baker, but he he was pretty good. What, you have something? Yeah, le- <laughs> let me hear it.
1: No, I was going to say, before everybody starts hopping on the Baker bandwagon, his numbers, his stats, the way he was able to play was all caused by situations that the defense gave him. Aside from that, yeah, sure, he went 21 for 34, 263, three touchdowns. More times than not, he started in great field position. But look, 69 of those yards came off dump-offs to Nick Chubb. Take that away. He throws for under 200. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to take away, you know, it it was a good performance by Baker, but it was against a very struggling Pittsburgh team as a whole. But, you know, I won't change my opinion
0: on Baker. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't think he's a good quarterback. I'm just saying that the, this game, he didn't mess it up, is what I'm saying. Like, he, uh, other you, quarterbacks, yeah, okay, hey, they, they, there there were, there's other quarterbacks in the league that, you know, hey, they might have messed the 28-point lead, it, it wouldn't have been safe. It still wasn't, I mean, Pittsburgh was kind of making a comeback there in the uh, second, third. Yeah, that,
1: and, yeah. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Um, You know, they're up 35-10 at the half, and they almost let that slip.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give credit to Baker where, you know, where credit is due. He didn't mess it up. (laughs) He played well enough not to mess it up.
1: Yeah. So, last week, we said both of these teams, they have a lot of holes that, you know, gets masqueraded by their positive records, their 11-5, 12-4 records. People only see that and they don't realize that both of these teams have areas of weaknesses that are easily, you know, able to, for other teams to take advantage of. And we said it last week that both of these teams' weaknesses will be exposed. And that kind of summarizes the game. It wasn't, you know, Baltimore, Tennessee. Lamar played better than the Titans, than Derrick Henry, than Tannehill. Tampa Bay, Brady played better than Heineke, whatever. This game is more Baker screwed up less than Ben, than Big Ben. And that is kind of why the outcome is what it is.
0: Yeah. You look at the stat sheet, Big Ben threw 68 times for 500 yards. I mean, I know they were playing from behind, but Pittsburgh, you know, historically, you see them as a team that pounds the ball, runs it down your throat. They ran the ball 16 times on Sunday. Not saying that that was wrong, but it's all season, they haven't had a running game.
1: And yeah, going back to Browns almost messing up their 35-10 lead, you know, if Big Ben was able to, if Big Ben and Steelers as a whole was able to play the way they played coming out of the half, it'd be a totally different story. But When Browns have to travel all the way to KC to play the Chiefs, I hope, I hope they're not surprised if, you know, if Mahomes comes out firing the same way that Big Ben did out of the half. And and that's just how it's going to be throughout the whole game. And if it's going to be like that, then Browns don't stand a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say the Steelers gave this game away, but they kind of did. And like right when they were starting to make their comeback you know all the momentum was on their side this i think this goes back to my point earlier about their running game they had a fourth and one and they on their own 46 they're down two scores and they punt it's like dude this is the playoffs what like i think it was at the start it was at the end of the third start of the fourth all the all the momentum was going pittsburgh's way and you can't tell me you can't get 1 yard. It's like, come on, like the you you, you played a win, you know, and it's like sucks to be a Steelers fan.
1: <laughs> but we told you so.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers biggest frauds of of 2020. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, and that sums up the wild card weekend and our picks 10 and 2 total with the Steelers loss and the Browns win we did need to change up our playoff picture so we'll head into that so for the divisional round we got Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills going up against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and we got Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns going up against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs
0: on the NFC side, it stays the same. All of our predictions were correct. So we'll have the Saints playing the Bucks and the Rams playing the Packers.
1: So with that, we only have changes on the AFC side. We have the Ravens beating out the Bills 25-22. And then we have the Chiefs beating out the Browns 27-23, leading to the AFC Championship where we have the Ravens beating out the Chiefs 23 to 22 and heading on to the Super Bowl to face the Bucks in Tampa Bay.
0: Yep, and then the NFC side, like I said, stays the same. We have the Bucks beating the Saints 25-24 and the Rams over the Packers. It came out to 22-22, but we have them by a couple decimal points. So, we take the Rams into the NFC Championship against the Bucks. And again, close game, rounded. It's 21-21, but we have the Bucks by a couple, couple decimal points going into the Super Bowl to face the Ravens. And there, it's the same uh, as we had before. We got the Ravens over the Bucks, 23-22.
1: So put your money down.
0: I already locked it yeah. in last week, bro. Me too.
1: Last week, I got it at plus 1200. 12?
0: 12. <laughs> Me
1: and my brother-in-law. Put some money down on the Ravens.
0: Hey, solid.
1: We'll head on to our Divisional Round Picks of the Week.
0: It's an interesting Divisional Round we got here. Something interesting to note. I saw this today. It might have been on Instagram. It's either Instagram or Twitter, social media. Baker Mayfield is the oldest remaining Starting quarterback on the AFC side. this, yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty nuts. I mean, how all this young talent is they're so successful and so early in their careers you know baker mayfield being the oldest honestly he's he's probably the worst out of the four on the afc side too without a doubt (laughs) yeah and then on the nfc side we got two two guys over the age of 40 playing each other yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah
1: yeah the so it was um baker was is the oldest quarterback on the afc side at the age of like 25 20 25 yeah 25 and Jared Goff is the youngest quarterback on the NFC side and he's older than Baker Mayfield <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a generational battle <laughs> in the Super Bowl 55 it'll be interesting to watch yeah
0: it'll be fun All right, yeah, we'll get into the games and our picks. Let's start with the first game, Packers and the Rams. Yeah, like I said, we have the Rams straight up, so they'll be covering that seven. I I actually, I really like this pick. I guess people start to finally see that the Rams defense is for real. And I think they're going to give the Packers a hard time. I think Jalen Ramsey shuts down Devontae Adams. Something to note, though, to keep an eye on would be the weather in Green Bay. We'll see how the Rams play in cold weather, possibly snow. Also, Jared Goff with his thumb injury in in the cold, you know, maybe a little harder to grip the ball.
1: It's really going to be a battle between Rodgers and his high-octane offense versus Rams and their good defense. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and they're
0: under good defense yeah actually really the so i think the line the over under opened at 46 it's uh moved to 45 and a half right now but I actually really like this under talking about it now I didn't really look at the The over/unders, but this this under is looking pretty solid in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I think Rams defense keeps Packers in check, not to let them get above mid 20s. And Rams, unless they get a unless they get a defensive touchdown, I don't see them scoring too much to push this game over.
0: Yeah, we have it. Our projections are 22 to 22 with. The difference in a couple couple of decimal points, but I can see it being like a 23 or 24 to 21. 21. Yeah, that's the under. I like yeah, that. That's that the, yeah, that's the under right there. Yeah, we'll go on to the next game. The Saturday night game, Ravens and Bills. So
1: for this game, we have the Ravens straight up we have the Ravens plus two and a half. This is something we like. This is a team that we're riding to win the Super Bowl. So we like this bet. I don't think the Bills defense has an answer to Lamar and his running styles. I think Lamar repeats his performance from this past week. And I think the defense holds Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in check. I think they hold their ground and come out with the dub.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think they come out with the I I think a little bit different on on the uh the defense for the Ravens. I think this is going to be a shootout even though we have it projected, you know, scoring in the mid 20s. I see the Ravens putting up a lot of points, the Bills giving up 24 to the to the Colts who, I mean, they're not a bad offensive team, but
1: uh they're not not a high scoring. Yeah, offense. they're not the
0: Ravens. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bills are going to get their points on the Ravens, but I think the Ravens just outscore them here. I don't know. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be how, how I see this game. It's kind of gonna be like the, uh, <laughs> like the uh, the college football national championship <laughs> that was uh, yesterday. You know, whichever defense can stop the other offense is gonna win.
1: In the runs. Yeah. Zone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have the under, but if I'm, I, I probably won't. But if I'm putting money on it, it I, I think it goes over over 50 yeah over 50
1: another big thing with this is and lamar was talking about it i don't know if it was an interview or if he went to social media about it but he said that he was hopeful that it doesn't snow in buffalo lamar jackson hasn't ever played in snow so if it does you know i don't know how that's gonna play out for him and his legs but weather might be a factor in this game so that's something to also look out for
0: yeah i think it'll be a close game though it, it be fun to watch
1: all right moving on to sunday's games starting with the chiefs and the browns we got browns traveling all the way to kc we have a minus 10 spread to the chiefs we have chiefs straight up but we have the browns covering the 10 points how do you how do you feel about the browns plus 10
0: uh I, i think that's probably our weakest pick of the week the, the Chiefs essentially coming off of a bye basically basically two buys. two buys yeah they rested their starters in week 17 they're gonna be fresh they're playing at home they got fans in the stadium yeah it, it's gonna be a tough one for the Browns I think I, I don't I know our program has it has the Browns covering the spread it's gonna be a tough one what do you think
1: so as I mentioned earlier in the Browns recap they shouldn't be surprised if Mahomes comes firing similar to how Big Ben did in the second half. You wanna talk about high octane offense, Casey has it. And Mahomes, Andy Reid, they're 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 gonna find the holes in Cleveland and just expose them in a way that Pittsburgh did last week in the second half. Yeah, at first, I mean I don't like Browns plus ten. I think the Chiefs have a cakewalk of a game. If anything, I think this is more similar to the college championship game where Tyreek Hill and Mahomes have themselves a game similar to you know Mac Jones and Devonta Smith.
0: Yeah. Okay. You wanna kind of go against our program here and go with the Chiefs minus ten? Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: It's also tough because these are they're twenty at five. Yeah.
0: I mean, our program's been hot too in in the playoffs so far. I mean, live or die by the program. I guess so, yeah.
1: Okay, but with that being said, I think that Baker Mayfield, he rides the high that they got last week. Their defense comes out firing. Hopefully, they get some pressure on Mahomes, which isn't an easy task. But with the likes of Miles Garrett, I think with all the hype they got from this past week, it'll help them kind of, they'll be playing from behind all game. But I think they'll, to some extent, match Mahomes and the KC offense and end up covering the 10 points.
0: All right. Yeah, uh, we'll take the Browns plus 10. We'll uh, live or die by the program. I don't love it, but we'll go with it and uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Onto the last game of divisional round. We have the Saints and the Bucks playing on Sunday night. The third matchup between these two teams in this season. Bucks being 0-2 against the Saints. And it's not just any 0-2. The Bucks have struggled. If they struggle, Against any team is the Saints scoring. I think 23 points in the first game and scoring only three points in the second game. Something about the Saints team that you know. I guess they have a knack on Brady and the offense, whatever it may be. But yeah, Brady has not looked hot against against the Saints.
0: Yeah, I agree. The Saints have kind of been the Bucks and Brady's kryptonite this year. But uh, our programs got the Bucks covering the three. And winning outright. Yeah, I, I said this earlier. I think Tom Brady figures them out third time around. The Bucks are finally starting to click on offense. You know, they got they're getting A B, a lot of looks, and like I said before, the Saints, their offense is the weaker side of the ball for them. I don't think the Bucks need to really play that well on defense. I mean, I think they need to have a good game. They can't give up the big plays. But I don't think the, the Saints put up numbers like they did last time on the Bucks. And I think the Bucks' offense scores a lot more this time around.
1: Yeah, I think if you if you look back at the two games they played prior and comparing them to the team they are now, I think it's a lot different. Gradually throughout the season, Mike Evans finally found his role in Tom Brady's offense and has emerged as, you know, a reliable receiver again. With the signing of AB, that was a huge addition to the Bucs offense. First time around, Mike Evans was not 100%. He was still nursing a hamstring injury. Second time around, I think, was kind of close to where A.B. was signed. So he wasn't familiar with the offense. As of recently, you know, the past few weeks or the last few weeks of the regular season, the Bucks' offense really clicked. You know, Gronk has grown kind of closer, not to his prime, but at least being useful as a tight end for Brady. A.B. has broken out. 100-plus-yard games. Mike Evans is performing well. And you still have Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller. Offensively, I think it's a it's a lot different from the first two times that they played each other. And Saints, if Tom Brady gets the same amount of pressure that saints put on trubisky then brady is gonna have a cakewalk of a game that's gonna have to be the key for the saints here is just lighting up brady and getting in his face i think that was kind of the key to their success in the first two games but you know if if saints defense is gonna play the way they played against the bears despite holding them to nine points then brady is gonna be able to take advantage of that so i see the bucks covering that three points yeah yeah Well said. So hopefully Bucks take out the last overrated (laughs) team in the NFL playoffs this week. That being you, Houdet Nation.
0: Yeah, and that'll do it for um, our divisional round picks. We'll see how the games play out and we'll have an updated playoff picture next week for the AFC and NFC Championship.
1: Yeah, we should have some exciting games this week. So Some more entertainment as the NFL playoffs continue. So yeah, that covers our recap, our new playoff picture and our picks for this upcoming divisional round. As always, we'll be posting our picks on our Twitter and Instagram at odd guys picks. So be sure to be on the lookout for those.
0: Yeah, and yeah, um yeah. also be on the lookout. We're gonna be doing something a little new. We've been doing this behind the scenes. We haven't been posting it. But last year, we started a NHL program. And it worked really well for us. So we'll be posting some NHL picks once the football season is over. And we have some stats to plug in with the NHL starting on Wednesday.
1: yeah Yeah. exactly so we know that nhl starts tomorrow we're gonna start watching in between nfl playoff weeks we'll be keeping up with you know how every hockey team is doing keeping up with their stats and starting to put that into our program i think dubs told me earlier that there are 100 or so days straight days of hockey games at least one hockey game per day Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting And we are looking forward to talking about it more, bringing it to the podcast.
0: Personally, um, NHL was my most profitable sport. Looking at my uh, action network right now, NHL last year for me was plus 47 units. And that's on, you know, best picks of the day. You know, three team parlays. I think those were the most profitable for me and AK and we're hoping that number only gets better you know that was our first year using the program using the program for hockey and yeah we have a year under the belt we're still open to making modifications so yeah i'm excited for the nhl season
1: yeah hockey was a was a very good time for us so yeah as as more nfl teams start to get eliminated and we head to the super bowl you know our football segments are gonna just get shorter and shorter with less games to analyze and recap and pick from and as our football segment gets shorter we're gonna slowly transition and talk more about weekly recaps of nhl and hot takes we won't be doing picks until later until we see more stats from every game, every team. We're hoping to do a smooth transition as we get less teams in the NFL and more games of NHL in our books. Uh, So just be on the lookout for that next week. Yeah, that sounds good. So that wraps it up as we head into the divisional round. Be sure to check out our Twitter our Instagram as we update those. And look, right now we focus mostly on NFL, but we are open to talking about any sport. Any sport that you guys want to talk about, we're open to talking about it. We may not have program or a model for picks, but it's something that we're open for discussion so hit us up with a comment dm us whatever
0: yeah so feel free to reach out to us all right and that'll do it for us this week
1: if you haven't already check out our twitter and instagram at odd guys i'm dubs and i'm ak Bye-bye. bye bye you
0: not want to talk about juju corvette corvette <laughs> corvette,
1: corvette.
0: <laughs> okay and we're out